0: Guys, welcome back to the month of mom with your hosts with the most. I am attempting to record outside again. Um, I left a part of me leaving a year ago was because I um freestyle, so I don't write my material. Um, I come straight off the dome with the conversation, the feedback, the opinions, and everything. And I recorded like 20. Plus minutes worth of material and I was in the park it was my first time going into the park and it was Memorial Day and I remember like losing all of the material like never to be found again um, emailed the uh, platform that I record on they weren't able to recover it and that was really distracting to me because I'm someone that doesn't write her material and I go straight off the dome. Um, so I'm gonna attempt it again. Let's pray for the best this time around. Um, stay tuned. I'll be back. All right, so that seemed to record. So let's get into it. Tonight's topic is how do you know what you know? Um. I am currently in my city watching the sunset at a secluded water spot that I stumbled upon a little over two years ago. Um, and if you know anything about me, so I'm a Scorpio, and almost calming area and a way to bring serenity to a Scorpio that is in essence with themselves is to take them around a body of water. Um, It provides a calming effect to our mind. We often analyze a lot of things and it's very therapeutic in its own right. So as I watch the sunset over the water, as bad, I might take a break to catch this last flick as the sun is burning these clouds, but it's definitely setting a mood for the thought process around, um, do we know what we, how do you know what you know? So um, as a mom, you know, I came up with this topic as I thought back and I was just having this discussion this past weekend at a um, 10th annual hat affair with some young ladies at our table and we were talking about um, how we parent today and how the generations have evolved or set themselves back and the question comes up, how do you know what you know? And if you um, tuned in to my one-year anniversary discussion, we're going to keep this along. We're definitely going to stay on this topic for a while um, because I really want um, parental figures, people in that mothering um, position in someone's life to really critically analyze how you know what you know. So when I say that, I mean um, when you're giving advice or when you're parenting How do you know what you know? What pieces are you taking um, from the wisdom of your parents? What pieces are you reenacting as a um, stand to the rebellious information that you received from parental figures in your life? And how are you using it in today's times? Because we want to make sure that we know where we got the information from it we've put it through a filtration system I've said that many times and I'm always going to remind us to do that Um, apply it when and how it's necessary and then disseminate it out to our minis because they're taking things at face value and their responses and reactions are drastically different so that calls in the question what and how you know what you know, so that when you're sharing the things that you're sharing, it has a foundation, it has a source, and you can identify it. It's kind of like when you help a a mini with their homework. Um, you know, technology is taking the place of encyclopedias nowadays, and um, there's not many people validating information as. On the world wide web, everybody is believing in everything, right? And so that question comes up ask yourself, How do I know what I know? How do I know that this information is good information? How do I know that this information is something that doesn't, isn't relevant to me and I can do away with it? How do I know um, if this information is genuine and sincere and I can pass it on to someone else? Um, The honest answer right off the top of my dome is you don't know (laughs) and it would be um, Very time-consuming for you to go on that journey to discover How you know what you know and putting that puzzle together. It's an infinity puzzle It doesn't have an end that you're constantly adding pieces to it because we are constantly receiving information and storing information Um, So I am going to stop right here and capture this sunset, but I'll be back I'm back. So how do you know what you know? um a lot of people have had the benefit of having generations in their lives um, that have given them that undivided attention. They've had that traditional family upbringing that has held their hands and provided them guidance up until they were set about college time out into the real world. School teaches you a certain um, amount of information. Honestly, they really don't teach you anything that you honestly can't set yourself out on a journey to discover and know. But that's a different topic for a different time. Um, But they do begin to exercise the critical thinking and choices part of growth and development and so I will definitely attribute that to the educational system um, they are the gem of mental exercise and mental questioning and deciphering um, information because information can be overwhelming if you don't are incapable of disseminating that information and breaking it down to better understand it whether it's words or Um, homonyms, synonyms, antonyms, etc. You need those collectives to process the information that comes your way in an everyday setting. Um, And it's not, um, there is no discrimination on age or gender or race when it comes to this. This is the only time that is really universal. So, when we ask the question, how do you know what you know, let's go into our adult selves because our adult selves are very confident in um, the information that we choose to use, recycle and give back. And so those are the people that I really um, want to pose this question to and challenge as well as my minis because my minis are picking up so many different um pieces of advice and pieces of information. And oftentimes, um, the adulting in the parental roles in their lives are providing a barrier of understanding to them. So they're left holding this information and going to their peers and experimenting. Now, we're going to always give that um, peer Development to that arena Where you are definitely Excited about ascertaining New information um, Picking up Ascertain, pick up Um, And you're Curious enough To find where It goes or what's the source Of it As adults we're a little mild mannered In that Um, Growth and development from a youth Pretty much hits its platform of where it is at 25, and then it kind of solids out with whatever information you have in you or you've ascertained, it pretty much starts to make sense to you after 25. Everything starts to come together. You start to create, if you went to college, you'll get a a second tier, a second layer of um, critical analysis and your words will expound your definitions will expound your views on certain things will um, really provide a different gateway if you were similarly like me i was very quiet coming up Um, i read a lot of books and i observed people quietly i never really talked but i was very rebellious i was very curious at a very early age and i just wanted to experience things so that person is called the trial and error Um, They live their lives through trial and error. They are going to be the most committed person to their information than any other person that you meet. Because to have lived it is to society the core meaning of its definition. And it's what you know because you've lived through it. It's your lived experience. It's the platform to The Month of Moms podcast. It's a platform to my life. Um, I've grown more to entertain other meanings and definitions. So I've sought out additional information to bring back to my trial and error to hopefully address anything that I may have missed while I was learning the lesson. I was in the process of getting the lesson. Um, neither here nor there, everybody, if you were a human being, you went through a rebellious stage. Some were definitely um, memorable. Some were very stagnant and very small. I remember as a child, um, when I was with my friends, I would always, they would break arms and they'd do this weird stuff and i secretly i never vocalized it but i'd be like oh man they get a lot of attention if they break their arm look at all those people that care about them so i like wanted to have an arm broke like i didn't know what the other side of it was like the pain that was associated with it um just to get to that euphoric side that I saw just as an observer. Um, However, I never vocalized that. And by God's blessing and design, I never encountered the broken arm thing, probably close to it being a tomboy, but never that. Um, So as we think, and we're in our mothering roles, and we go through these different phases, as a parental guide or person responsible for a many we question everything and so each time that I'm with an encounter with the mini, and my own children I go back to do the work on how do I know what I know because I can I can only build confident in passing my message forward if I clearly understand how I know what I know um, and so I was a teen mom, and I started out as a parent in a very early stages of life, and I didn't have a lot of um, parental support on that journey. I didn't have parents that were like, oh yeah, we're just going to definitely accept you for that decision. They really held me accountable to making that decision, and so a lot of responsibility was um, brought upon me at a very early age, and if you add in... I had a child in a time of my heightened sense of rebelliousness, I pretty much had already designed a life for myself. By the time I made the decision to have my child, I pretty much knew that I was in it to win it. And there was nothing and no one that would um, change my mind. And so I began this journey of pre-adulthood because I'll definitely tell you I was not an adult I still needed an adult for a lot of things so I definitely can't say that because I opened my legs and made that decision that I definitely just got a a green card to go into adulthood early and so while I was in that phase of still being under an adult it was that time to silently observe um, and iron out some questions or doubts that I had in my mind. So when I asked the question, how do you know what you know? Did you ever slow down your learning process to question the person that was giving you information or write a letter to the author of the book that you may have um, got some, some valuable information that you'd like to use moving forward? Have you ever thought about Um, the information being bad information and going and attempting to correct that information now that you are a living, breathing example of applying some of those techniques. Um, Have you applied a filter to any of the um, information that you have gotten prior to becoming a parent or in a parental role or guiding role? Those are some important critical thinking questions that I want you to take away from tonight's topic. Stay tuned. I'll be back. I'm back. So we're back to this question. How do you know what you know? And I'd like to challenge everybody to kind of take one minute, 60 seconds to think back to who was your most valuable source of information, who provided you the most important, beneficial, life-altering, life-adjusting, life-affirming advice or opinion or advice. Um, Who was that person? Um, I think minis, per the conversation I had this past Saturday, um, are missing the value of having that person pour their wisdom into them. Um, If you have some minis, you can take this piece and apply it and see if it works for you. I begin to have these monthly sessions with The minis are very, very personal and close to my life. So my children, my nieces and nephews. And I created something called the Facts of Life. We had the show. And I give them the Facts of Life discussion based on topics. So we have real conversations about finances. The importance of giving, being the same as receiving. And not being selfish. Sorry. Sorry with our time or our monetary gifts Um, and be giving because you like to receive the same things that you give out and once you give out you undoubtedly get back Um, and so we choose a book a month we go real deep they get very upset but I know the lesson they'll ultimately understand and appreciate the lesson later on and I will probably end up being a person that if they um listen to this in their adult lives um gave them some sound advice that they could apply in the next phase oh sorry i'm yawning because the sun is absolutely amazing out here and these birds and just being with nature and it's dusk so they're going to kick me out soon but uh it's very comforting i could fall asleep here and i would not worry about anything in the environment other than the sound sleep that I will receive sleeping next to a beautiful bed of water. Anyway, I got a little sidetracked. If I could recollect back being a um, doer of things that I suggest, I would say I got the most monumental information from my father. May he rest heavenly up above as he watches over me. Um, he taught me some valuable, valuable lessons. And he I say him above everybody because he was the person that I rebelled against the most. He was the person that I just had it in my head to not listen to or do. But I processed and I would patiently listen to everything that he had to say. But in my mind, I was already... Um, thinking of ways to go around the lessons that he was teaching and the advice that he was giving and it wasn't until his passing that I really devoted the time and energy to um, the wisdom that he imparted during the time that I had him so close and so near and so dear and so willing to drop his jewels um, and I replicate a lot of his traits even during my most rebellious phases I didn't take on the thought process of I'll show you by doing differently I took on more of a hey I get what you're saying and I'm listening to it and I'm honoring it but there is another way to still accomplish that and so I sought out to find the alternative way that was more realistic for myself to accomplish what his path and his vision was for me. And I'm proud to say um, being the first college graduate with a bachelor's of 13, um, that, and the team mom, that I did accomplish it while he was still here. So I, the blessing was I was able to show him that I I can accomplish everything that you set out to want for me as a parent. Um, just give me a little time to do it my way, to take your lessons and apply them my way. So when I say, how do you know what you know? You will have to do some soul searching. You will have to dig into your memory files and pull out um, where the most valuable pieces of information came from. Where that person is now? Did they use any of the lessons that they were giving to you on themselves? How did it turn out for them? Is this something that's where you build your core that's where you build your factual evidence Um, speaking from a sociological perspective because I studied to be a sociologist so I believe in theories and theories are tested pieces of information to iron out where the validity is so I'm always on a quest to find um, the Answers to things and really question the unquestionable and create um, a version of what someone says is something that should be accepted as logic. And as a parent, we do that a lot, we do that a lot because most of our decisions we haven't even accepted that this is where we got those decisions from because we really don't pay attention to it. Parents operate on two platforms. Um, One platform is I don't know anything and I didn't have any direction and I'm just going to shoot and hope for the best, the trial and error parent. And you have the parent, the rebel parent. So this is the parent that had all of the wealth of knowledge and information and at the time they created a a defense to that beautiful information and that information was i'm going to do this and i'm going to do it better than you and so when they became a parent their logic wasn't aligned with what they were being taught. It was a drastic difference. And the example that I used, I'll use on my podcast tonight, was the Jordan era. So a lot of parents, um, when I asked them a while back, "Why do you buy Jordans for your children? Why do you purchase them? Why are they why are they so popular?" And a lot of them said, "Is because my mother didn't couldn't afford them when I was growing up, or didn't buy them." Um, but i know the lesson for most of our parents coming up in the era that they came up in wasn't that we weren't going to purchase them they just weren't of value to us enough to feel like we needed to keep up with the joneses our parents were considered with surviving that was their um focal point so buying name brand shoes were the least of their worries and they saved so much, they bought what they valued. Today's time, we only purchase what our parents did. We felt that our parents gave us as a deficit. And um, some people pick it up as a benefit. And so when you think about the Jordan effect, 90% of the parents that buy Jordans, as the generations are rolling on from our 80s parents, are buying them to keep up with the trends they have nothing to do with value half of the kids say they want it just to see if their parents are going to purchase it and don't hold a value to it the way the parent holds a value to purchasing something that they feel like they didn't get when they were younger Um, we are very lax on our children as well because if we grew up with very hard strict parents we often parent the opposite of how our parents parented us and is that actually a good thing or a bad thing because the things that are occurring in today's society our parents would never allow to even formulate into a vision to be implemented Um, and we valued our parents a little bit more because if we thought in that rebellious stance that we just could not get with the program our parents showed us the door and we took the door and we went out and became those trial and error children and so these children out in today's times they really want us to do our homework and stop bringing them surface related information and expecting them To put a value on it, we don't value the things that we're sharing. We're just sharing them because some, it's duty, you know. Parents often roll into adulting and they just do things like their job. Like your job description tells you to do a certain thing, and you could always rely on going back to the job description to protect you if you're in trouble or something goes awry. You can go back to that piece of paper. Um, You definitely don't want to pair it like that. You want to pair it open enough for both of you to grow. Um, And that is where you do your work. You unpack things. If you are a a person that loves designer clothes, go back and find out why. Um, Is it because of the material? Is it because you didn't have it when you were younger? When you begin to do that work, you'll find out that you're valuing a lot of things and you're passing on bad information. um, From some half thought out schemes of rebellion from parents that really wanted the best for you and wanted you to value things that were more sustainable and more realistic to the rest of your life. Um, Another thing I'll share as I wrap up this evening, um, my father was a um, mail carrier. He retired as a postal worker at our local postal office in our city. And each one of his pieces of advice was always for us to pick a career that we could retire comfortably from. And I never understood that even as I am older now and just getting my foot into investments and IRAs and stocks and I never understood what he said. I thought that jobs and careers were, this is what school taught me, was to go where you love to go. Not to create the career that you can retire from doing the things that you love. He was giving me sound advice from his place in in time. And he lived very comfortable and he was able to do a lot of things But in my life, did I really value the information that he was given well enough for it to make an impact? So as I leave you guys, as dust sets and I head over to my car and I take another picture of this beautiful sky, I want you to ask your children how do they know what they know? That's a beautiful question to stop them when they get in their feelings. And they just swear that they know something that you just don't know because you're an adult and they're a child, right? But you'll find that they'll be enlightening you on some information that you may have not known. And you might be adulting and in your feelings and not willing to give them their victory. But ask that question to yourself and ask that question to any young mini that you encounter Um, from now until you meet me again I'd love to hear your feedback if you actually do it definitely go to my website www.weebly.com mm2k has their own website and they'll be posting some mother's day gifts and gabs for you to um, share and create a memory Um, and so until next time thank you for tuning in Did you know that Keep Your Head Up is the song I'm dedicating for this episode on the month of mom with your host, B. Smith, that Tupac's Thug Life Tattoo, um, I learned the lesson during a reading assignment I gave, the minis, it stands for, it's an acronym, and it stands for the hate. You give little infants fucks everybody. Let that marinate. I'll be back. Stay tuned.